Hello everyone, and welcome to the show Crossroads Stories, and we are your hosts. I'm Demonic Freak. And I am Rosemary. And this is the show where we talk about everything roleplay and weird. Join us in our odd shenanigans as we explore various topics and VRP, but mostly voice roleplay. So, let's start off today right away with just saying, well, first of all, I know you guys, we were planning on doing like a Thanksgiving special roleplay or something like that, but to be honest, Rose and I are completely vacant on any ideas whatsoever. So, but we do have one major idea, but we're going to save that one for Christmas, but that one will come out early since we didn't do something this time. But I know this one was, or what we're doing today was heavily requested by some of our, well, supporters in the server that we run called The Pit. So, we're going to go ahead and go through with that. So here is our episode on starting our art career professionally. What do you think, Mary? Yeah, I mean, let's get started, so. All right, so let's start off with our news and updates first. Well, first of all, we have some major update where, yes, indeed, we managed to reach over 50 listeners. Wee. <laughs> one big one huge milestone for us and we're and with anchor being kind of like our new place for uploading content it's quite a quite a change uh nothing for that yet but we're definitely getting up there in numbers so yay yeah. to be honest i because we're such small creators and we are kind of huge fans of roleplay and stuff like that to be honest i didn't see us getting this far but holy shit <laughs> That is a major thanks to you guys who listen to the show. But, you know, our next, um, you know, goal that we want to have is, you know, I'm pretty sure we're not going to get to this goal by, you know, the end of the year. But it would be really cool if we reached 100 listeners by the end of this, you know, next year coming, maybe. Or maybe halfway through, who knows. But it would be really, really cool to reach 100 listeners by then like holy crap so if you want to help out and reach this goal for us then you know uh just share the show with people you think that would enjoy it you know anything really just share it around that would actually greatly help us and it would be amazing so thank you very much and again thank you guys for just listening to the show in general i also want to say thank you guys so much for listening in to our show it's been it's it's been a process <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long process indeed but it's been fun mm-hmm. i mean i would hope it would be fun because otherwise we wouldn't be doing this <laughs> <laughs> true but we are very soon going to be getting on to the main thing of what happened in the warren's cage from the previous episode <laughs> Yes, indeed. Need, well, hopefully we'll be getting that episode soon, so you guys can check and keep the keep on lookout for that. Yeah, but here's the next question: Is what do we do when that when we are finally done with the Warren's Cage? That's the next question. I'm sure we have other series we can work through, or other AUs. Mm-hmm. So we'll think of something. We're not doing false lies because that project's way too big. Yeah, no. Plus, not only that, but that defeats the purpose of the comic. So. <laughs> and also, as another update, as you guys couldn't tell from my mic quality, and I'm not like trying to adjust myself because I'm I'm actually back on my 
uh, Blue Yeti. Yeet. Yeeting and hopefully yeet. there's no annoying whirring sound in the background either. Whirs. Yeah, because now hey. Miri, I don't think anybody knows from the... Well, no, wait, we did say the previous episode, I think. But yeah, No, Miri's the previous a... episode of my computer was dead. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. But yeah, Miri's got a new computer now. Wee! Yes, we, I can go back to work like normal. It was expensive. Oh, yes, I opened my wallet and there's moths coming out. I'm like, oh, I am poor. <laughs> I need to get back in, I need to get back into shape here soon though because with especially with Christmas coming up and also I was planning to move out early next year and oh man, that put a huge damper on plans. Yeah, but you do need to get a computer for yourself. Yeah, I do. Because it's part of my job. Yep. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. But we yeah, are, majorly. That's uh, most of our news. Um, if we have anything else, that we, we will share at the end of the episode, of course, here. But let's get straight into our next episode here. Alright, so... Starting our art careers professionally. And, of course, this will be something that we revisit back when we actually have done something significant and maybe where we actually have a massive following, possibly. We will see, this is kind of like our own time capsule, almost. We will revisit this like way later. So now, in that case, starting this topic, what does this mean for us as creators specifically? Like, example, uh, uh, essentially shifting from working for ourselves versus working for a larger audience, so to speak, or catering, catering to a larger audience. Do you want to start off the first point, dude? Well, the first point is we have to make sure that the content that we create is acceptable, like, worldwide. Like, for example, like what we do in the warden's cage itself, how we keep it very safe for work. I'm sure as you remember from the last update video, or video, <laughs> the last recording that we did for the last update, uh, we had mentioned that we had actually sheared a lot of the, of the original story of the warden's cage because it was not, um, it was not appropriate for a wide audience. Yep. For many reasons. And you have to, it is, you do this sort of thing, you have to appeal to a larger audience, so to speak. So what is pretty cool for us, you know, kind of stays behind closed doors. Because it won't, it probably won't be, you know, cool for the rest of everybody, you know. What we like isn't what everybody's going to like, you know. But also at the same time, you gotta, you know, keep in mind that yes, keeping it PG and safe work is pretty much you know, the best course of action when you are dealing with a larger audience. You also got to remember, and this goes into our next topic, is you got to still do some things for yourself too, you know? Yeah, and and that's just it. The biggest thing for us is we are not, generally, we are hoping to not, to not really do anything for anyone else. Like, the only time where we would listen or step away from it if someone takes... Like, for example, like, this generally shouldn't happen, but, like, we shouldn't be doing anything illegal, for example. Yeah, no, that goes <laughs> Or offensive. Our, that goes into our next topic here is, like, you can do what you want. I mean, so, like, 
think of it for example is yes you're appealing to a larger audience and you're trying to you know essentially work to get a larger audience but you also got to remember is that yeah you can still do whatever you want to do but you got to make sure it's not offensive or illegal <laughs> so like a few things like some of these things we're going to uh, or some of these words that we're gonna bleep out so editor me make sure you bleep these out but like that would mean like some unacceptable content would be including anything that's racist uh cp or anything that would be considered sexist or anything else like that etc or homophobic or anything like that exactly just bigoted content basically is a huge no-no and also anything that is majorly illegal and could put and could throw us in prison yeah but also keep in mind for the fact that yeah a lot of these things are very illegal but also for the fact that it generally it's like you're not going to be making any friends or anybody would like to follow you at all because you have this kind of content i mean it's not okay and because we want to keep it that way because if anyone's following us for more hated content i'd be more worried than anything <laughs> yeah that would be uh hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, to each their own, but it's one of those things where it's like... Yeah, not for will, that stuff. Karma will catch up with you for that kind of crap if you deal with that shit. Like, come on. Now, someone who is, who is bisexual myself is like, if someone tries to... <laughs> it's like, I don't want to be homophobic either, because it's like, bro, I get it. <laughs> yep. Because, like, if I don't want to see it, then why should I do it, basically? Yeah, it's, well, yeah. But also, in kind of the same place where I know some people don't like uh, GT or War or any of that stuff. And, you know, me and Mary both were both GT slash War artists. And, you know, what we do is not for everybody. But, you know what? You know, if you don't like it, you don't have to watch it or you don't have to see it, so... I said, as long as it doesn't follow under the racist, homophobic, or literally illegal CP stuff, <laughs> then it should be fine. Just look away. <laughs> Just hope that we never have to talk about that. Oh my god. But anyways, next point would have to be, um, you know, finding your audience or finding your niche, so to speak. Like, uh, and actually, Miri and I were actually talking about this about myself a long time ago because... You know, as an artist, I feel frustrated because, you know, still 10 years later and I still am a small artist, you know. And for me, it feels like, you know, maybe people just don't like what I do. But then Miri kind of, you know, told me that it's not that. It's just for the fact that I'm an extremely niche kind of artist, you know. And here's the thing as well, too. I am a tiny artist myself, too. And starting an art career is extremely hard. It is very hard to start a career in yeah. art and actually earn enough money to keep doing it, to actually do it as a full-time job. Though at the same time, though, she, out of the two of us, she's the only one that broke 100 followers. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. You broke 100 followers on Instagram. 
Yes, I'm aware, but it is still very <laughs> small in comparison to others. Well, yeah, but that's still out of both of us, dude. You're doing much better than me. <laughs> the biggest thing that I've had to keep up with is remembering that I shouldn't... Because here's the thing. Because you have to post regularly, but you don't want to burn yourself out either. Because if you burn yourself out, well then you, well, then you can't draw, and then you have art block on top of that. So that's why breaks are so incredibly important. Now see, that's my problem though, is that I can't post finished stuff like you do on a regular basis because it takes me so damn long. I mean, just today I just finished my new uh, Twitter banner and holy crap, the amount of detail on that one. Yeah, I started it today, but at the same time, it I didn't get done until like, what, 7 o'clock at night? <laughs> Even my traditional illustrations take a couple hours to finish, dude. <laughs> Well, still, that's a lot easier than me and my digital-ass art. What? <laughs> like, at least you can start something and finish it within, a, like, an hour or two. Shame, shame. In my case, it takes me, like, five, almost ten hours. Sometimes it even takes me a week. That's why there's something called a backlog. <laughs> Excuse me, Re. <laughs> But yeah, finding your audience and your niche is a lot tougher than it sounds, trust me. You can't just go out there and just be like, hey, here's my art. Love it. No, that's not how that works. Here's the other thing too. The other thing that we have to, to that we have to keep in mind too with doing art professionally is remembering that not everyone is going to like what we do. No matter how hard we try. We cannot please everybody. Exactly. It's like Thing for, or for example, you have someone at your work that you probably don't like, right? And they don't like you, right? You can't make them happy. So why make everybody happy with, you know, on the internet with your art? You know, <laughs> it's mm -hmm. just feasibly impossible. And the biggest thing too is like, even even my most favorite YouTube videos of all time that share like different animations and stuff. They may be very good animations, but they still have dislikes on the videos. Yeah. People, there are still some people out there who don't like the video. That, that's just yeah. it. It's the same thing with books. I can go on about all my favorite books, but I know for a fact that there are some people out there who will take a look at the book that I say is amazing and say that it sucks. Yeah. That's just the sad reality of it. Yeah. The problem is, is that, like, for example, um, best case scenario I can just uh, say is use myself <laughs> but take myself for example extremely niched artist and I can't remember all my niches but I know I'm a GT Vor artist who does dark art that's more along the detailed comic slash semi-realistic kind of thing those things are like polar opposites yet somehow it's I made them work <laughs> but it's like my audience would be completely split, and sometimes it is. Like, I have people who are just there for the comics, or I have people that are just there for the fact that I do GT. Sometimes I have people there for the NSFW board part. So, <laughs> my audience is split. And it's very tough because I can't... I've got to be kind of uh, sensitive about some of the people that don't like the board stuff. Henceforth, why I have two separate Twitter accounts. And my other Twitter account versus my public one, which is the Demonic Freak one. But my Vore Twitter account, the Demonic Teeth one, is uh, 
not popular at all. It only has like five followers, I think, right now. <laughs> Again, like I said, my audience is completely split. And I've been trying to grow my audience for years now. I have like maybe 422 people on DeviantArt, but my DeviantArt is dead. I get maybe like one or two likes on it, but that's because everybody moved off because of <clears throat> Eclipse. So. Eclipse is awful. But yeah. Anyways, back, back to their topic at hand. <laughs> but yeah, the best or the best place that I have right now, I think, is Twitter. And that one, I have, I think, 73 followers right now, currently. So that's probably the best place that I can think of. But then if you want my core audience, I would say that's maybe 30 people that are in the pit right now. That is my core audience, and that's, you know, the audience that I cater to. But yes, I have been trying to, you know, it, it's, it, it's yeah. very hard to grow your audience. You know, you have to know how to market yourself. And that's my issue is that I don't know how to market. <laughs> you also have to, like, this is something that I was actually taught from peers as well, too, is you got to take a look at what people are what people are looking for too when when you're trying to sell something as an example yeah you can't like the biggest example that i have is my rogers people now this is a very rare thing but not a lot of people would want a portrait of one of my little baby roger creatures on a wall as an example but it would look cool on a t-shirt for example yep i go like that goes into play as well or on a deck of cards yeah, like for example, like uh, some of my um, illustrated art that I do, people would love to have it as a print, but doesn't always make for a good t-shirt. That's where I have to do the more simpler designs. Yeah, like a simple, oh, how I feel every Monday morning <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> well, for you, for me, Monday is like Saturday to me. <laughs> Yeah, like I know one of my most popular shirts I have right now is the otter one. Oh, the otter one is a beautiful. I highly recommend anyone, if you can still purchase it, do it. It is beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely a beautiful shirt. And that is my personal store, so I will put that in the description. Mary, don't let me forget. <laughs> I'll try not to. <laughs> Speaking of which, I need to put more designs up. <laughs> Yes, you do. I don't have very many, but I know that people would love to have some, you know, designs of the full-size characters. Well, I mean, I know for a fact I'm probably going to be commissioning you for a Roger t-shirt design, so... <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, going back on topic. So that... Basically, just... You gotta know how to market yourself and figure out what your niche is enough to actually put yourself out there to an audience. And you just need to know where to find your audience, you know? And the other thing that I'm gonna start pointing out, because this is actually gonna lead into the next topic here, you also have to make sure that you actually love what you're doing, because otherwise, people are gonna notice. Oh yeah, trust me. Like, if you have a lot of passion, people can sense that. Like, the whole point about doing this sort of thing is that people are drawn to art that makes them feel or moves them, so to speak. You know? Art that has a feeling to it that makes them feel something, they're drawn to it. 
but if you are lacking that and you are just doing it because eh, you know, you don't really care too much, they will sense that and it won't do well. You know? Which is kind of where I've I've hit a, a, a roadblock in my art right now because with work being so busy and stuff, I've just been so drained. It's hard to actually draw right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, people notice, unfortunately. They see that the image is rushed and forced and therefore it's not going to have a lot of likes or comments on it. Yeah. And unfortunately, in uh -huh. my case... I'm the type of artist that won't draw anything unless I feel like it. <laughs> Which is really bad when you're doing, when you're trying to do it professionally. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really bad. Don't do what I do. <laughs> but also at the same time, it also assures that everything that I do has feeling to it. Yep, it does. And that's the good thing about it. Yeah, but it's just bad for the fact that I can't put anything out at a steady pace. <laughs> Which is also why I wanted to talk about something that you went through this year, because you had a, you know, you had a full-on, um, oh, was it burnout for a while? Well, not just burnout. I think that was more like a breakdown completely. And yeah, that's just people, it, it's like... There's some feels ahead here. <laughs> I'm giving you a warning right now. There's going to be some feels. Because here's the thing. When you do not enjoy what you do, you lose your passion for for art, which makes you less successful in art as well. Because yeah. if you don't want to do it, then what's the point in doing it, right? Yeah, and I'll be completely honest, for when I had my breakdown, I was just so... Because it happened, I think it was after the whole Google debacle, where my Google account was terminated that included my youtube even though when i was just reaching it there on youtube like i reached over a hundred subscribers on there like it made me feel so good because people really seemed to like my animations and stuff but then the whole thing that happened and then i lost a lot of you know documents and stuff like that it just ruined me and i couldn't draw for like a good month maybe more I just lost the inspiration for anything. It was really hard for me to get back up from that. And then on top of that, I wasn't doing so great with, you know, getting a following whatsoever. And I just kind of broke down. Basically, my thought was that it's been 10 years, you think I would have found my, you know, audience by now. I basically I was tired of being you know not noticed so to speak because reason being is when you're as small of a creator like say for example you know where you don't have many followers or anything you can't make it a career if you don't have the audience you know Unless you're sponsored by some sort of big-ass company who's doing all the marketing for you, you're not going to see much. But for a long while, when I was on DeviantArt, those were like my golden days, so to speak. And I feel like it was more squandered, if anything. But then again, I was a kid back then, too. So <laughs> I didn't know how to do anything or be responsible with the audience whatsoever. But then after, you know, years and years go by, then 
you know, you change. And then, you know, just the whole, you know, because afterwards my Deviner just became dead. And then, you know, just now, and only basically having 400 people just up and disappear. And then finally, you know, slowly climbing back up there. And yeah, I'm happy with, you know, the actual people that I have that's in the server. But I do wish to have a larger audience just because so I could make a living off of this. And unfortunately, in order for me to make a living off of what I do, I have to be at least bringing in maybe 2000 just alone. Enough to pay for my bills and as well as my rent, food. And by that point, I can say at least I'm just making the cut. And that's just the hard reality of this is that you can dream of being, you know, the most popular artist or whatever like that. Or you could look at it at a more realistic point of view where you can just make enough just as a salary. You know, you don't have to be the famous person. You can be happy just by making a salary. But unfortunately, then in my case, and what I'm trying to do is by using my Patreon and using my stories and my comics and stuff, that's what I'm hoping to make a living off of. But unfortunately, I like the audience. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing too, as well, because when you say that you have a comic book and stuff, people aren't gonna know you if, unfortunately, and it's the sad truth of it, if you, if you want people to know anyone, like if you have a big project in mind, whether it's a book or anything like that, you have to show the work, you have to publish it. That's the sad truth of it. Exactly. And just like, uh, think of it this way, the people out there, your potential audience, are like investors. They're not going to invest in you if you have nothing to show, you know? You have to have proof of concept before they can invest their time. You know what I mean? Sure do. Because that's what we're doing right now with False Lies. We're trying to actually upload pages in a place where, some, where people can read it. Yep, that's pretty much that. Um, that's, I guess you could say, our proof of concept. And we do predict that by Chapter 2, we probably will have more readers and possibly maybe more patrons. It's very possible. Hopefully. What we're hoping for. Yeah. Definitely what we're hoping for. Because trust me, by the end of Chapter 1, <laughs> shit hits the fan. <laughs> that's the other thing, too. It's like... And this is something that I have to I have to teach myself too, which is to not get upset when people don't view our content as well as we liked. Because here's the thing, False Lies is a big story. Like we're not even at the start of the we're not even at the appetizer yet for the start. We're not even at the drinks yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and for a while we actually got upset because when we um, we only have like how many pages are out right now? I think it's only maybe 15 pages out right now. I think. Maybe less yeah. than that, but, and we had a perfect 10 rating so far, but then when we started getting more subscribers and other people putting eyes on the comic, and now we're at a 8.7 for our rating. 
actually got upset because it's like, who doesn't like it? But then Miri reminded me, people are not going to like it if there's nothing going on, <laughs> you know? And right now... And we've barely started. <laughs> yeah. People don't know what's going to happen in the story yet. It, they just don't know. That's what we have to remind ourselves all the time is we haven't reached an actual point in... We haven't reached, like, an, the next major point in the story yet. We are still only... We're still only in chapter one. Exactly. And this is just the prologue. We're still only in the prologue. So... So I can't get too it. mad about it. Well, no. <laughs> I wasn't too mad about it, just more or less like, you know, really? <laughs> like, how can you read something if you don't even know what's going on yet? <laughs> but yeah, that was my logic. But basically what we're saying is that for something, um, and we've already said this before, Full Slice is a slow burn comic. It's a very... Um, it's a very detailed comic, but it's a long story. Like, holy shit. <laughs> and that's the other thing, too, is we have to... And that's actually why we're on this topic right now. The importance of loving what we do. Because if we don't love what we do, then why are we doing it? Yeah, and then who's going to yeah. do it then? You know, if we give up. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to go on the next topic, is what are some changes that we've noticed? Yeah. So any changes... And this was a specific question from and that we will actually say this is actually a specific question from one of our or one of our supporters and this question is actually brought on by taylor so taylor this is your question any change notice between drawing for yourself versus an audience to draw for that is actually a very damn good question <laughs> so mary would you like to start your thoughts on this one my thoughts is honestly honestly i feel like i'm drawing more often honestly because here's the thing because like i said i want to build the confidence in myself to do my art even if i hate it even if i hate my art a lot um bitch please but uh honestly the only difference i have is honestly the is honestly just tightening my schedule to remember that hey you got a deadline. You got to upload on this day, basically. <laughs> Whereas before, I just drew whenever I wanted. That's really the only difference. I'm still drawing everything that I want to draw for the most part. Although I do feel like because work has been tight, because again, I have to make sure that I, that I can still sustain myself as well with living arrangements and food and stuff. Um, honestly, the only real difference is, yeah, the tight schedule for me and also not really having time to draw what I anything, just anything. <laughs> I think for me, um, versus drawing for myself normally, I was actually not just drawing for myself, I was drawing for my fiance as well. And oh boy, <laughs> that, got, that was interesting. And it's still interesting because from time to time I'll draw for him. But... Mm -hmm. Drawing for myself is more of an intimate thing where it's more of a personal thing, you know? And I've drawn for myself many times. Like today, actually, I've done it. Or I have drawn for myself for once in a long-ass time. Like, I can't remember when this uh, last time that I actually drew for myself. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> but like, for example, I made myself a new Twitter banner today. And, 
you know, it was nice. It felt nice to actually, you know, draw for myself. But versus actually drawing for an audience. Now that, that's where I come to that. <laughs> Basically, how do I put this? What I feel like it's more, um, when you draw for yourself, it's more intimate and it's more like you do what you want to do. But when you're drawing for an audience, like for example, we're drawing essentially for an audience because we're drawing full slides. And even though we have uh, 12 people that are subscribed to the comic, you know, it's still, uh, we're still drawing for a audience, no matter how small it is. So you have the responsibility to keep updating when those updates come out. And like Miriam said before, it's good to have a backlog. Because <laughs> trust me, there's been some weeks where we didn't actually work on full slides because we were too busy. And, or Mary's computer was down. <laughs> but that's where I come to what this example is. It's not particularly art, but for us, we have a responsibility to upload for you guys and continue to produce more content for you guys. That's a big responsibility to take on because we are providing a service to you guys. So we gotta continue to keep that service up. Otherwise, some of you may, you know, leave, which we don't blame you guys for because if, you know, we're not producing something, we're stick around, you know? So, you know, and that's just the truth about it. You can't just expect people to stay there just because they're loyal. I mean, yes, it's example is we do have some people who are, you know, there just to support us, you know, and I could name a few people and you know who you are, <laughs> but you can't expect everybody to be held to that same, you know, because everybody is their own person, you know? That's why schedule is so important, but also the other thing as well, too, if, for example, like how we did the updates, we have to let people know when stuff happens. Like, for example, if I'm sick and I can't record, I have to let, I have to let Arya know. Yeah. Or like I, or like how the whole shabaka with my computer, and we did a whole bunch of to posts on Twitter and stuff, and I even posted my stories like on Instagram where it's like, hey, I don't have my computer, I am completely down for art-related content right now. Including traditional, although not exactly traditional, but mostly digital stuff. And also because, and also the other hard part too with my traditional art, I've been leaning towards digital right now because it's winter. I live up north. It's dark all the time. I can't get any, get any good lighting, you know? Yep. I mean, and it comes down to the fact that you have an audience. Yes, we're small creators, but we do have a large following. Like, for example, here on our podcast, we still have a following here, and we still have a duty to you guys. So if, say, something is up where... You know, and we've done this with Mary's computer was down, so we still had to post an update, you know? And that's just exactly what we did. It's kind of like a work. You know, you have, it's, 
you have to have responsibility and keep that responsibility and keep that oath to your audience. So you have a schedule. You, you know, post the proper works to where they belong. Like, for example, you're not going to post NSFW to your safe work audience. Otherwise, you're going to lose them all. <laughs> but say, for example, like if you're going to be out, right, you're going to be out of commission, you got to let people know. You can't just let them think that you dropped off the face of the earth. Otherwise, yeah, you're going to lose some people. It's just how it is. Also, too, it's like if people are really invested in your story, too, yeah, they're going to be upset when you don't when you don't update your comic and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but if you have people that, um, again, using you guys, for example, you guys know who you are. You have people that are also very invested in what you do and are there to support you as a person, not just you as a creator. They will wait for you and they will be patient. You know, so... So long as you update them. Yep, but also do not abuse that either. Trust me, that's a dick move. It is. It really is. Yeah, just don't do it. <laughs> do not. But this also comes uh, to the whole bit about advertising mar and marketing. Now, mind you this, I don't know how to do either. Trust me, I don't know how to do either. Because you have to have, like, a good call to action and you have to have, like, a good sales pitch, kind of, in order to even get anybody to even look at what you're selling, essentially. You have to have, again, and I keep coming back to this, you have to have proof of concept in order to get investors. Simple as that. And not only, and not only that as well, like, a lot of people in any industry, whether you're, sell whether you're not just with art, but with books, movies, that sort of thing, food, you have sales at certain times of the year to attract more people as well. Exactly. Like, for example, a lot of Black Friday sales, they are very big, ranging from 50% off to 90% off. Oh, yes. You know? Holy crap, yeah. And so that's something you gotta keep in mind as well. Like, what is gonna draw people in? What do you do? Also, is your stuff too cheap or are they too, or prices too expensive? Like, can people not afford it? Yeah, that, there's that too. But now, aside from that, let's get into, I guess now, since this is kind of our time capsule to our future selves, let's talk about our goals and our fears. Now, warning ahead of time, this is going to get really feelsy and also probably very personal. So, yes. Mira, you want to start off with things that you're afraid of? For me, what I'm afraid of, well, well, for one, not finishing anything, because then, honestly, I would have wasted all this time and work for nothing if I just quit. Yeah. And I guess the other thing I'm afraid of is, I guess, controversy, so to speak. Like, like in a way, like, I do not like drama. I absolutely try to avoid it like the plague right now. That's mood. But, but I, I'm going to be honest, I am afraid of slander and blackmail. I am afraid of it. And stalking, but it's something, uh, that's unfortunately something that I'm going to have to fight my way through. Because honestly, I think those are common fears for everybody. But honestly, I am also afraid... Well, here's the thing. 
I'm afraid of failure, yes, but everybody fails. I have to accept that. Like, not everything is- not every plan is going- is going to fly, basically. Yeah. But- and now we're taking a huge risk with false lies because one thing I know for sure with webtoons is they always say never use your baby as the first thing. <laughs> and that's a major risk for us, but I honestly just want to publish something to have my name out there, because otherwise, without it, what do I have to show for myself, you know? Exactly. Anyways, your turn, dude. What's your fears? Um, I think for the most part I share most of them, the same fears as well, but I'm also afraid of, you know, my past. I'm afraid of uh, some of the people that I've run into in the past that have caused issue to catch up, you know? Which, to be honest, if they were to start shit now, that's just extremely petty and childish and foolish. But to be honest, I like to think that they're a lot more grown up than that by this point. You know? To be honest, well, though, also, I feel like there's no reason for them to come after me anymore. At all. You know, because a lot of the shit that happened back then was accusing me of, like... Or my characters looking like other characters away from media or popular media, essentially. And a lot of them have gone through, you know, severe changes and severe updates. Like, uh, I, example, I've had people, and I hate saying this because I have actual PTSD from this, but I'm not going to actually talk about the whole thing because, um, like I said, I have PTSD from it, but... I've had people actually say that Clyde looked like Alucard from Helsing. <laughs> and it still pisses me off to this day, but I've never had anybody actually say that anymore now. I've had people say that I have a very Helsing-esque style, but that's about it. And I just say that, you know, it's... I don't really care, it's, you know, my own thing, I do my own thing. I don't really think that I have a Helsing-esque style, or a style, but you know what, whatever, to each their own. And, you know, I just remind them that I don't care much for the show. You know, it's not my thing. So. But that's a whole topic for something else for another time. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. But, um, but let's just say that I've had that to the point where it's damaged me. Like, I can't look at that anymore. At all. Because it... And I can't hear the word anymore because it it triggers me or it brings back so many bad memories that I literally break down. So, anyways, off topic. So, um, that's one thing that I'm afraid of. But another thing I guess that I'm afraid of is uh, I'm afraid of letting people down. Like, if I were to have a audience, I'm afraid of letting them down or losing people, you know. I'm afraid that my stories won't do well because I've always been afraid that my stories are not up to par and that's still in the back of my mind. And But even though right now, regardless, now I have been writing a book for 10 plus years. A long, long time. Actually, I want to say more like 12 years by this point. 
Yep, it's definitely been that long. But I've heard that anybody who's actually read the book seems to like it. Every single person seems to absolutely love it. Because apparently I have a way with words. And I know how to spin a tail. And apparently it literally looks like a movie going off in their head. <laughs> I don't know how much of that is true, but... <laughs> or they might be buttering my biscuit a little bit too much. <laughs> but... I'll take the compliment, you know, but I won't know for sure unless I put it out there. But I'm still only like maybe a third or halfway there until I'm done with the book. But I think my greatest fear of all is not getting to reach any of my goals. Also, I just realized how much of an insecure artist I am. I have so many fears. <laughs> I mean, we all have fears. I mean, I probably haven't said a whole lot about mine because, oh my god. Because the fear, <laughs> the fear of that people aren't going to like what you do is, like, really, like, deep. Yeah, that's glaring. But again, you got to remember that not everybody's going to like what you do. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, I think that's enough of the fears. Now, what are your wishes, dude? Like, what are your goals or wishes for the future? Honestly, I am... Honestly, one of my goals for the future is to have at least one of my projects that I do a book signing. Also, hello, Thor, if you don't hear the dog. <laughs> yeah, my biggest... One of my biggest goals is to do my own book signing. I've always wanted to do that for any one of my projects. Because <laughs> then, you know... Like, even if it's just, like, one person to to sign an autograph for knowing that someone at least enjoys what I what I do would make me so happy yeah. and the other thing is honestly just reaching at least a livable wage where I can continue doing like these without stressing out about this other job that I honestly don't like doing <laughs> oh yeah because I because here's the thing I want to be in a spot where I can just do my artwork. Like, I know that's a huge stretch, but the thought of only stressing about art and stuff will put my mind at so much more ease than at a job where I don't feel, where I don't feel like I belong, basically. Yeah. That's a mood. I think... In terms, and of course, of course, improving art and hoping that I don't, that my improvement doesn't stop. Because <laughs> otherwise I will never be able to reach the levels that I want to reach if I don't improve. Yeah. Because if I don't keep improving, then I'm stuck. I'm stuck in a rut. Yeah, that's true. Now what about you, dude? What are your goals? And wishes. Well, if I'm 100% honest with myself, I want to finish my projects. Hell, I want to try and see if I can finish something by this year. Which may not happen. Yeah, to be honest, it may not happen. But what I would like to do is at least get done with the prologue part of Full Slides this year. And that and is say that. possible, it's very reachable, at least as a small goal, you know? 
I think so, yeah. And also, what we have on False Lies is probably the most I've ever had uploaded in a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> like right now, as a backlog, we have 30 pages, and like we said, the comic itself is only on page 12 or 15, I think. I'm not sure. I'd have to actually mm -hmm. look. But yeah, I think my ultimate goal, like there's two of them. My ultimate goal would be, first of all, maybe making like three or four thousand dollars through Patreon or just my work alone, you know? And the reason being is that in order for me just to get by would be two thousand. But in order for me to actually have a house and have a livable wage would be three or four thousand. If I were to actually make that, hell, I'd be happy. <laughs> and I'd just be happy just, I'd be able to work my actual art, my passion full, full time then. And I'd be able to actually leave my current job because then I could safely say then that I'm actually doing, like actually doing a livable wage. <laughs> but the more as I'm getting older and keep thinking that that's probably a pipe dream by this point. <laughs> say that when you're closer to me, I dare you. <laughs> I will say it to your face next time I see you. <laughs> Anyone can start at any time, dude. I'm almost 30, dude. There are people who have started at, like their like YouTube careers at 40 to 50, bro. Dude, I still I don't want to be old by the time I start, you know. Mhm. Mm but I think my most ultimate goal. I don't want to be famous, but I want to have a nice, you know. I want to have a nice community. You know, where I could probably go to a convention and meet, you know, people who love and support what I do. And just to be able to sit down at a panel or, you know, sit there with them just to talk to them, hear their stories and, you know, listen to them. You know, talk to them about updates, what's coming you know, keep them involved and keep them up to date and literally in, you know, the personal behind the scenes part of working on this kind of stuff. That for me would make me happy. Just that alone. That would be my biggest goal. And I don't know if that's presumptuous still or, you know, but I don't wish to be like the most famous artist making a shit ton of money driving a damn Ferrari. No, that's no, that's not for me. I just want to be able to provide for a family and maybe have a couple kids and then go to conventions with my kids, you know, and as they get older, it's like, yeah, see, this is what mom does, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's just, uh, you know, that's what I want for my future. <laughs> Hell, D and I have started talking about baby names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he still want. He only wants two kids. I want four. <laughs> oh my god! You guys need a compromise. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I said three, and he still says two. He even, he even 
<laughs> but dumbed it down to one. <laughs> so I guess it's two or leave it or take it or leave it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Maybe when we get older and our kids are teenagers, then we'll have two more. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> but yeah. I know Dee and I have talked many times over about how we want our home to look. And Dee wants to have like a stone garden in the back where he can practice, you know, using his sword techniques and whatnot. Me, I would like to have a nice garden with a gazebo in the middle so I could do yoga or something. Or just, you know, meditate. And, you know, with a pool because I, I love a pool. <laughs> I love yep. to swim. I love swimming. I'm like an otter. Can't take me away from the water. <laughs> but yeah. We've had many thoughts. We've had many talks as to what we want. What we wish for in the future. But. You know, we'll just figure out what happens. You know. We'll see what happens. But anyways. Hey, anything else that you want to add, dude? No, I think that's everything. Alright. Well, this certainly is the strangest, uh, what is it, time capsule that we're doing? <laughs> well, hopefully in a few years we can look back and see what we did, see what we didn't do, and go from there. Yeah, well, maybe in uh, two years that maybe some of our wishes would come true. Who knows? We'll see. But anyways, that's it for today's episode. So thank you all guys or all of you for joining. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. And remember, next episode, we will have a returning of the Warren's Cage. So be prepared for that. So anyways, that is all that we have for you guys today. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and hope to see you all next time. And remember, guys... A story is a windy road with many turns. You never know what the road will bring next. <laughs>